parents just don't understand. Just don't understand. I was... <laughs> sorry. I can't rap. What the fuck am I doing? I'm Carl. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a ex alcoholic and, uh, and a German Shepherd dog. In my sobriety days, August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. Sober pod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 fucking day sober and as always stay active stay sober guten tag party people <laughs> <laughs> who is it who is that character again <laughs> i have no idea was it, did we have like a character of like uh i don't know uh housekeeping <laughs> oh that's right yeah <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> on housekeeping welcome welcome um <laughs> are you naked <laughs> sorry um so chelsea what are we doing we're reading from our book carl like we have been all fucking year this could go on longer I'm just saying this could go on it could very, very it much could so, i mean um, i'd like it to so we're doing this podcast deal um we are uh which reminds me i gotta do these daily uh meditation things on our new like little thing that i've been doing um you mean um ai carl needs ai to do carl that? yeah <laughs> beep bop boop robot uh been doing uh, uh ai carl has been uh uh has been slacking in terms of uh so i need to actually like load up a whole nother month of those things which so i gotta do like i do them like 10 10 posts at a time so that they you know they schedule out through the whole month or whatever um so yeah so so ai carl's been slacking on that um but it will be there, people. Just just know that you know your one dollar a month is going to go very far. Um, so we've been reading um, uh, three hundred sixty six fucking day sober, which is our book. We have a book that we've done. So by all means, to support the podcast, go and buy the book. It's only twelve dollars and twenty two cents. We make a dollar eighty. A dollar eighty. We make a fucking. Just- damn a dollar <laughs> a dollar eighty <laughs> uh and then um and that money is used to keep this uh podcast rolling uh you know it does take money to uh you know feed the machine the machine wants money we can't fucking what are we gonna do so um so yeah uh do that or you could buy the, the kindle version actually it's like five dollars and 69 cents actually the 69 was uh uh, in Chelsea's honor, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but it's still, it still pretty much comes close to like a dollar eighty or something like that. Um, so, um, so by all means, uh, go go buy the books. And what you get is you get a daily reading. So you know, again, you know, the three hundred and sixty six days. You know, the reason it's three hundred and sixty six is because we um, uh, there's leap year, and actually, uh, on the with the year twenty four uh, is is a leap year. So, hey, go figure, right? And so, that doesn't mean that on, what is it, February 
29th. Yeah. You don't get a free pass yeah. to go drink. <laughs> it doesn't count. No, it still counts. <laughs> it still counts. It still counts. So, um, so we read these things and we talk a little bit about them and then we... Um, and then we send you off into the world to go do more fucking dangerous shit. So, um, and, and you know, and, and to risk, you know, your life in recovery, right? Do some fucking dangerous shit. Um, so, Chelsea, talking about risking your life in recovery, what have you been doing? <laughs> uh, I've been working my life away. Um, yeah, like I told you earlier, I, I just worked three days, have today off, and then work three more days. But then I'm going out of town, which I never go out of town, to uh, my least favorite place, which is Las Vegas. Oh, you know what? And I think, you know, that's next weekend is mm -hmm. is uh, uh, Vegas for my kids as well. Right, they're oh. going they're going to water polo. So maybe I can, maybe maybe you can. I don't know. I probably won't show up, but I mean, it'll probably be my <laughs> wife, right? Because my wife, she gets to travel. Well, I don't. We could meet in the middle, Carl. Yeah, you know, Utah meets California. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> what would we yeah. do in Vegas? <laughs> we could have a podcast nothing. in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I'm not here next week, and so we will be recording back-to-back -back episodes. Yeah. Uh, today. Yeah. So I. Uh, so which is. Uh, all good because I, you know, again, I'm going to be taking care of some puppies and, and whatnot at home. Uh, and, you know, so I got shit to do too. I don't need you, Chelsea. I don't need you. I don't need you. <laughs> you, you can handle it. You can do the whole show. I, I will talk Carl's to anybody monologue. all weekend long. It'll just be me. <laughs> I would all love right. that. That's like my dream. Oh. Like no one in the house. No one to talk to. Oh. A dream of mine. Yeah, you know, I, when that happens for me, I'm usually just running around in my underwear, like grabbing porn and masturbating. So I just don't know if that's like really like a thing. You know what I mean? It's you know, something I shouldn't really look forward to, or maybe I do. Anyway, so Chelsea, what what do we uh, what are we really doing here though? We're t we're going to read. Um, what is what is today? September twentieth. Uh, Ninth, and then next September week we'll be 30th, reading. September thirtieth, isn't it? Oh, so September thirtieth, and then next week we're reading October seventh. So, but we're going to record that today, which just mm -hmm. seemed really weird, because like, so the next episode we should talk to our, we we should talk to our future self. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so September thirtieth, and by by, uh, so if you're reading along, dear listeners, um. We uh, there is a typo on page two seventy four, September thirtieth. If you bought the book before September thirtieth, twenty twenty three, there was a typo, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, and we will just read it with the corrected version, and then, uh, and then if you buy the book uh, now, uh, you may uh, you may get more typos that haven't been fixed just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so um, so Chelsea, I'm gonna read, or you want to read? How do you want to do this? Um, I can read. Awesome. I have it pulled up. All right, September thirtieth. Hands down, getting sober is the hardest thing some of us have ever had to do. It takes so much goddamn courage to do what we are doing and continue to carry it through. It may look strange to people without the disease of alcoholism and addiction, the importance we place on sobriety. The fact is that without it, nothing else is possible. 
Those who have ever had to never. wrestle with the d- never. Those who have never. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the, the typo. typo right there. Bam. <laughs> Those who have never had to wrestle with this disease up close simply say, quote, just don't do it if it's that bad for you. Or why can't you just have a couple and stop? End quote. These are the types of statements that come from a lack of awareness and inability to put themselves in the alcoholics slash addicts shoes. Our significant others or parents may even say these things simply from the point of ignorance, but these things should not deter you from placing sobriety at the top of your priorities. You know the truth about yourself and that's all you need to know. Reflections. What is at the top of your priorities today? Daily challenge. Put a symbol around the door you use to exit your home to remind you of your priorities today. What symbol did you think of? It's like a little mindful moment there for the daily I challenge. I love it. So, um, do you do, what kind of symbols do you use, Chelsea? Do you do you have like symbols that you like that you like use in your life that are like um, visual reminders of shit? Do you have like a symbol? Yeah. Yeah, so one year, so for my like sober anniversary, I get myself a gift, you know, and uh, one year I was like, I want to symbolize my sobriety, but I didn't want to put like, so I got a tattoo. I didn't want to put like my sobriety date because I feel like that's bad luck. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm asking for a relapse (laughs) if I do that. Um, So, so what I got was I got this, um, butterfly on my hand and um to me that symbolizes you know kind of like a rebirth like you know the caterpillar transforms into a butterfly so so that's like one of my main symbols i have like butterflies all around and um that's just what it reminds me of and it's on my hand, so I literally look at it every day. So, no, I mean um, that's better than putting it on your door, right? You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, know, I, so I, I took it a step <laughs> further. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, the reason I say like the door—that's why I was like, uh, um, uh, so for me, like, there's—it's not even a symbol; it's this little placard that my um, that my sponsor got me with, like the third step prayer, and so like it's something I, you know, I think I've talked about it before, but it's there every morning, so I get to see it. So. Uh, but the, the reason that the door, though, is like to think about a door as like a, a it's like a, a mindful moment, like whether you, when you come and when you go, you like you see these things. So it kind of reminds you of like this symbol will um, as I go out into the world, I should act in this way. Right. You know, this is like the idea of this stuff. It's like to and again, as you come in, maybe it could be a, a, you know another symbol on the other side, you know, reminds you it's you know, how to be. So that's the only reason I put that stuff up there because I really like those little mindful moments of like, you know, um, to doing that stuff. And some people actually, some cultures actually, they put, uh, if you don't know this, like they'll, they'll, I don't I think it's like um, uh, Buddhism. I think they actually put swastikas over the door, but they're like good luck swastikas. Mm -hmm. So it's like really weird when you're like walking along and you see these things, you like see a little swastika sign above the door. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, but it's reversed from, uh, um yeah uh nazis but it's 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 a symbol of good luck right so so there mm-hmm. you see some of those symbols uh you know around uh certain communities uh so it's just really you know people put like a horseshoe above the door for luck you know that kind of thing yeah and those yeah. are the things that you can kind of like do to um just have like a, a, a good sense of uh, you know reminder or mindfulness okay so let's get into the actual reading um 
It was uh, September 30th, and it was talking about the ignorance of other people and the fact that they can sit there and say shit like, just don't do it if it's that bad for you, or well, yeah. why did you just have a couple and stop? Um, you know, I, I mean, a good thing was is I was, uh, I think I was like maybe, uh, uh, I want to say four, five, six months sober, somewhere in there, and uh, I went to a concert that we had originally, you know, had tickets for, um, and I went with my wife and her friend and my daughter, and um, my oldest daughter, and then we were coming back and. Um, and my uh, my wife had said something about you know because there was like a lot of smoke and dope going on in this fucking venue and you know blah blah and my wife had said um uh like on the way back we were driving she said well you know <laughs> he was talking about my drink and she said well you could still smoke weed like you know <laughs> like that kind of stuff to me right <laughs> and I just like he'll like <laughs> sure honey <laughs> yeah, right and I'm like but she's so. She like I know who I am, right? And I know what that statement really means. But here's the thing: it's like, keep in mind, I'm four, five, six months sober, and my brain immediately says, "Aha! Like there's my like I can totally smoke weed, right? And she won't fucking know, right? It'll be like, you know what I mean? Like my brain literally puts that because we're just fucking, you know." liars thieves and smugglers i mean we're just fucking too i mean when it comes down to addicts and alcoholics we just fucking i don't know what it is but i just like i was like i put that in my little reservoir of like cheat shit and uh and basically so uh so if i ever felt like fucking relapsing or losing myself or whatever i would go fucking find some weed and there you go right even though i hate weed i can't stand weed but you know what i was like (laughs) full <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do that, right? And then I was like, you know, but in that moment, I even said to my wife, I'm like, I'm like, you know, it was like, it happened so quickly too. I go, because I know exactly who I am. Like I fucking do weed and I'm going to do weed just like I do alcohol, just like I do meth, just like I, you know, do everything, right? Which is I'm going to do it to excess. I'm going to do it to the, to an habitual state where it becomes impossible to fucking stop because that's who I am, right? So, that was the thing is I said to my wife, I was like, I was like, no. I was like, do you know who I am? Like, do you have this? Have you, you know? met me? Yeah, yeah. Do you even <laughs> know who I fucking am? Uh, and, uh, so, um, and that was the thing. That's the reality of myself, right? So where, where people seem like they, like are, they mean well, they really do. They're like, oh, you know, you can just do that, right? Because they can. Because they, that's, that's possible for them. But in the light of my understanding and knowing who I am and having like, I think at that point I even started to make an effort like on, you know, doing four step stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. So I understood like, oh shit, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I've gone through first step stuff and, and, and again, I'm like, oh, powerless. Yep. Yep. yep that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so I just understood that anytime I take on anything that is like mind changing, mind altering, I literally I just do it to an excess, right? Um, and so, you know, that was that was kind of part of the this, the writing there, which was because of, um, some people just don't understand about, like, what it truly means to, like, flip that switch of addiction and alcoholism. They, they can have a couple of drinks and stop and go, you know, I mean, and when they stop, they don't think about having another one. Like, they that's just... That's just who the yeah. fuck they are, mm-hmm. right? They just, like, they just go about their fucking day doing... 
doing whatever it is that they do and they don't fucking mm-hmm. obsess they don't plan for they don't fucking like you know again we we talked about it before um you know uh when i stopped i i at one point i told my wife like oh maybe i can drink on you know weddings funerals and birthdays or whatever right and then in my head i'm literally planning like okay like Okay, when's the next birthday? Yeah. We got to meet more young people who are getting married <laughs> and also more old people who are going to die. So. Yeah, I got to turn into Cupid and shit. Like, I got to hang out at fucking old folks' homes. Like, I got to make some friends here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the thing is like, you know, most normal people don't think that way, right? They just go off and live their lives, right? Uh, but us. So is there, was there any point, uh, anybody in your life who kind of like, um, approach that level of ignorance and like maybe friends who are like you know what Chelsea like you know oh you can have a couple it's no big deal like oh you know or maybe you even thought way thought that way so yeah yeah so and of course it was like early on when I'm feeling so like vulnerable and uh you know not knowing how to like address these type of issues because they do come up like it's just people cannot wrap their head around why you cannot have just one mm-hmm. or two, you know? So, um, probably the first instance was, uh, my fa- my husband's side of the family. We went to a concert and, you know, there were a couple of them drinking kind of heavily and they're like, let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a drink. And I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, you know, no, no, what are you having? No, what are you having? literally, that's how it was. It oh, was really? kind of like badgering me, like, uh, yeah. no, come on, it's on us. Like, what yeah. do you want to drink? And I'm like, no, really, like, I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. Like, I had to say that multiple times to the uh, point where, like, I was getting frustrated and uncomfortable. Yeah. And I didn't know how to say, like, <laughs> fuck you. No, like, <laughs> no, like I already said no, you know, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it especially in that early year earlier early sobriety like that first year um there were times where i was just like wanting to scream i don't want to drink because i'm a fucking alcoholic you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and like that wouldn't go over well but like that's how frustrating it got sometimes and then there was another instance where it was like a christmas party and you know, I had told the host, I'm not drinking, you know, I'm, I, you know, at the time I was just taking, well, I guess it was later on. So it wasn't like taking a break, but maybe I just like said that like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm doing it for health reasons or whatever. And she just kept asking me and she's like, when are you going to be done with your sabbatical? And I was like, I finally turned to her and I said, I'm afraid to find out what happens if I drink again, Mm. you know, and and that was me being very vulnerable, but that person was more so like fucking weirdo. Like, (laughs) all right. What's wrong with you, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, because those are the statements that are just so foreign to somebody who Mm -hmm. has never had to deal with like, you know exactly the drive mm-hmm. of addiction and alcoholism they just they don't understand like what the fuck that even means because we think very different right so that that level of honesty just fucking probably blew her the fuck away she was just like shot yeah but you know? she, but it was still like she was like okay well i'm gonna move on to the next person like 
you know, so it, it did get me out of it. But at the same time, I just felt so isolated because mm. I, I didn't have like a buddy there really that wasn't like drinking with me, you yeah. know? So, and also another thing I noticed early on, because when you get sober, you're more observant, <laughs> go figure. Mm. Um, the people who You mean you're aware? Like, yeah, exactly. You're not just like <laughs> drunk. <laughs> but like I noticed that the people who would like badger me and like would not stop or give it up usually were like wasted mm. and uh or they like might be having a little problem themselves that hasn't been addressed. Yeah. And the more I realized that like it kind of like made me feel a little bit better, like a little less out of place. I was kind of like, well, I'm being like pressured into drinking by someone who might also suffer from <laughs> addiction. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but as far as like the, um, qu the questions kind of like, well, why can't you just have one? That's usually from non-problematic drinkers who can just have one or not have one at all. And um, don't know what that's like, but it must be nice. Yeah, and I, and, I, and to me, I like I don't understand like why you would even have one. I mean, that just doesn't even fucking register for me. It just is like oh, it's like fuck, it's like having uh, a glass one of water. One won't do shit. Like so what? <laughs> like, yeah, like why are you having just one? Yeah, so uh, it's always no. And plus, I hate the taste of alcohol. I really don't like the taste of alcohol. To be honest, I fucking never liked the taste of beer. Never liked the fucking taste. That's why I drink vodka. Because after that first fucking vodka, you can't taste shit after that. Because your fucking taste buds are just killed. You know, so you just kind of go from there. I just taste a little bitter after that. So, um, and it did the trick. So, um, so I guess you know. Here's the other thing you 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 brought it up a little bit, which is um, you know, when I was, it reminded me like so when I was um first getting sober you know i didn't want to tell anybody i didn't want to tell fucking shit nobody. oh yeah I, same. Just, I was like no nah, like you know it's a secret right it was like my my dark secret and uh what i did is I, I i don't know where i uh found it but there was like uh like a lot of tips i think it was probably reddit stop drinking right one of the tips was to like you know uh get a buddy like you know make sure that like you know um and they do that talk, they, they do talk about that in terms of uh, other tips like in, in AA and, you know, other 12 step recovery. But this one was like, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, with Reddit stop drinking. It was not that it was just like tips on how, how to like enlist other people to help you to stay sober. Right. So, uh, one of the things is like the, you know, I remember telling my wife like the next day, like, Hey honey, like even though she didn't understand and she thinks I could still smoke dope, she at least was supportive of my <laughs> decision to stop alcohol. Right. Because she knew what that did to me, but she was like, yeah, it's yeah. not a good look <laughs> yeah, for you. So, like, right? But then at work I had a buddy, um, and, uh, and I was having a real fucking hard time. You know, I was emotionally charged. I was like fucking irritable, you know, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and I enlisted him. I basically was like, Hey dude, can you like, you know, I go, I, I I'm going to have a hard time doing this shit. I go, uh, can you help me? Like if it, if it comes up, uh, you know, or you see me, you know, wandering off to, there was like a restaurant, like very close by that served. I go, if you see me, please like just remind me that I'm fucking trying to stay sober. Right. You know well, what like I mean? What, yeah. what brought that up? What brought that up? Like, what made you confide in him? I was, I first of all, I trusted him. The guy I worked with him a little while longer. I knew he was like, a, uh, he was a gentleman and a scholar, uh, and uh, 
<laughs> so, he must be trustworthy. Yeah, he was trustworthy. And then uh, um, uh, I, I was having a really bad day. I was frustrated. I was pissed off. I was like, you know, something going on. You know, again, and I want to fucking drink, right? And that's when mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I basically, you know, when I'm frustrated, you know, angry, I, you know, I don't want to feel those things. So basically I'm like, but I, I look, I, my sobriety is important. And then what made me actually um, enlist him was just the suggestion to do it. Right. You know, again, he, he was trustworthy. He wasn't going to say shit. And, and he totally understood. So I fucking, I, you know, I, I was like, all right. So I, I enlisted and it really did help because it's like to have, Somebody in the room, you know, when people are like, hey, let's all go out to drink tonight. Like he makes eye contact with me and I am like, yep, <laughs> like I got, you know, I got somebody who knows. Like, well, you know? I got yeah. a little spy here. Yeah, so exactly. I'm like, guess okay. I won't be doing that. Yeah, exactly. But making yourself accountable is uh, a good fucking thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that when those moments do come up of like, hey, you know, you know, you can have just one or why can't I have just one? Again, it's when you make yourself accountable like that, it um, it changes your behavior. Period. Right. So, uh, and I know it did for me. So, uh, so Chelsea, did you did you enlist anybody in your sobriety? Um, not right away, but when I finally did open myself up to like my uh, boyfriend at the time, I I I told him like what I was trying to work on and um. He, I was like, listen, I need you to be like my buddy. And if we need to leave, like we got to go, mm-hmm. you know, and I would always bring like my own car to party so that I had an escape route if needed. Mm-hmm. But, um, early on in recovery, I didn't want to enlist anyone because I didn't want to be held accountable, mm-hmm. which was probably the absolute worst thing I could have done. You know, if you're serious about this and want to stop, you have got to tell someone, especially if you stay stopped for any length of time. Right. Because now you need to start building changes into your, you know what I mean? You have to start kind of putting in safeguards for your sobriety. And if you're not doing that shit, then you're just leaving yourself a way back. You know, it's like, uh, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, Magellan, I think, like, uh, I don't know who it was. Like when they, when they crossed the, uh, uh, into, uh, like I, I don't know Mexico or whatever they burned their ships right basically because they because they meant that they were not going to go back to where they came mm-hmm. from they literally burned their ships and that's so I think that's the idea it's like for me you know when I started making safeguards in my sobriety I was burning my ship right because I did not want to go back to what it was and I just couldn't I couldn't because I knew it was going to be death. I knew it was going to be liver failure, fucking shit and more blood. And I was not going to make it, you know, back to where I was now. So once you get any length of sobriety, fucking hold on to that shit and do the things necessary in order to do that, you know? Yep. So, Chelsea, I think we're going to, I think we're going to, because we're recording too, we want to try and divide these up. We want to try and make it. So we are going to uh, pretend like we're going to time travel. In another week, <laughs> but first, I want to thank uh, friends in recovery. They've been super supportive of 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 SoberPod, and they've been uh, giving us a lot of shout outs. They actually read this book uh, every time they do their show. So I think between our two shows, you could get like half of this book read if you just go to <laughs> Friends in Recovery and SoberPod. Uh, and um, yeah, I think I uh, I really uh, they've been doing a lot of interviews lately, and. Uh, it's been really interesting to see like the people that they get on. Um, they get uh, again. They actually get on real specialists, and you know they don't have to do 
the disclaimer uh, that we do. Um, but yeah, it's it's really <laughs> interesting to see them um, to talk to real professionals. And there's people there. I mean, dude, they they got they got long term recovery, right? I think there's, uh, you know, they got uh, you know, uh, I mean, Ed's got. Well, you just if you just listen to the show, uh, yeah, that's Ed, wild. You know, he's got like whatever. <laughs> since 1994 like 20 something years yeah 30 yeah it's too many years it's too many (laughs) i don't even know how he does it but you know uh uh, all the power to ed so then um and then uh don't forget uh i don't know if i'm gonna this is not gonna uh release today i'm pretty sure or in time today uh but uh but you are speaking at uh uh sos uh meeting tonight at yes. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you pick a time wherever you are in between there. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so I, I hope it goes well. I hope I hope it went well, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, I hope people actually showed up. I posted that shit on our uh, SoberPod Live group. And it's I fine if they don't. Like, uh, to be totally honest, because you don't it's want people kind to of show nerve-wracking, up. like, being a speaker. Like, my story is not that cool or special, you know? Like, I'm, I just happen to be a voice that some people listen to on a podcast, you know? But I'm no, I'm no more special than the next guy, and then I don't have this, like, uh, you know, miraculous story, and so... Yeah. Well, but, but maybe just, that's but, but why that's it's relatable best you know there's nothing i could stand listening to more was than uh you know listening to these motherfuckers who were like uh so what was it what was this sh- i can't remember the name of the podcast Intervention? But probably a oh, good thing no but it's, it's another podcast and i would listen to these fucking people come on they'd be like yeah you know i got sober five years ago and you know and and, and i started a fitness company and like you know i yeah. raised this that and this and the other and it's like you know, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about your company. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Did you stay yeah. sober? Great. You know, and it's like, I just, uh, here's the thing. They would talk about more about their company than they did about the facts of life, about living in sobriety. And that's what fucking, like, would always bug me listening to that stupid shit. Because you could, I mean, any fool could fucking make money, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, seriously. And it's, you just kind of go, yeah, it could happen by fucking accident or it could happen on purpose. It doesn't fucking matter. The fact is, it's like, man, I was looking for an inside fucking fix. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, so yeah. I was not, the, to me, that's what it, it just reminds me of like, that's fucking outside shit. And it doesn't really matter ultimately to me anyway. So, um, I, you know, cause I guess maybe I chased all that shit, you know, I, yeah, all that mm-hmm. materialism, all that bullshit. So, um, so I think your story is important because I th- it's an inside thing. I'm pointing at you now. It's an inside <laughs> thing, and and that's I think what really matters. It's like how do you how does Chelsea uh, go in and then deal with Chelsea, right? That's how. Mm-hmm. So I think that's much uh, important, you know. <laughs> in the realm of the burntoutcollective.com, a powerful message is woven into every fabric, navigating the complexities of life. The BurntOutCollective.com beckons, inviting all to embark on a voyage of reclamation. Defying odds, reshaping destinies, all within an unmistakable style, because within the Burnt Out Collective, the garments aren't just worn, they're symbols of strength. Join this odyssey today at TheBurntOutCollective.com. So, Chelsea, um, you want you want to give a shout-out to anybody? You want to thank anybody? You want to encourage anybody? What do you want to do, Chelsea? 
I don't really know what to say. You just put me on the spot. Um, I would just say, I guess, if if you're just starting, uh, don't give up. Um, because as cliche as it is, your worst day sober is better than your, you know, your best day drunk. And I fully believe that um, because the drunk, you know, temporarily might make you feel good um, until it doesn't right until you're left uh again being ashamed and frustrated that you can't stop and that's where i found myself and um i'm just glad i i didn't give up on sobriety before i could see all of the promises start to come true you know the promises they talk about in aa um and just how my life has changed and never in my wildest dreams did i think that getting sober you know simply not like picking up a drink would have this huge impact on the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But here I am, you know, and, and I'm alive today because I got sober. So I think, I think that's what I'll leave it at. It's amazing. You take away the one thing that's killing you and you start to live, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you do have to put in some effort, but that's the first step. Yeah, for sure. All right, you know, so uh, so don't forget to go to uh, silverpod.com, uh, buy the book, uh, go to uh, SOS meetings because there's the information on there at silverpod.com. Uh, and don't forget to visit uh, uh, Facebook and Silverpod Live, you know, because we have like, you know, people interacting and posting funny shit there, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And and really, uh, I just do want to thank, again, Friends of Recovery Ed for uh, filling in last week. It was nice to actually yes, talk to Ed thank for a you, little bit. Ed. Yeah, he was he was super awesome. Uh, and then that's it. That's all that she wrote. We're gonna we're gonna load up, uh, uh, put another one in the chamber. We're gonna fire off. Wow. <laughs> uh, in in about five minutes. All right. So, uh, so Chelsea, uh, what do you say to the kind, lovely, um, in, uh, intoxicating, ironically, uh, people? <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. And I say, stay active, stay sober. See you, motherfuckers. Soberpod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. It was a sight to see them. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams. Wrestling with my vices. Exercising my demons. My blessings were blocked, so I never got the message. I'm stressing. I'm only 12 steps from an exit. Regret it because my imperfections were perfected. I ain't run from it. I accept it and rep it. It's a badge to me. Good stories come from a tragedy. And when you survive, the glory will come in Act 3. The weight's over. 366 fucking days sober. Morning affirmations that can start the day for you. Use my favorite book, for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.